Welcome back everyone. As we enter the second half of November here, I'd like to take a moment and share with you an update on my personal portfolios. October and early November have been a period of better returns, as the market attempts to claw back some of the losses from this year. I'll kick things off with a dividend update, and get to my holdings later on. October was a pretty poor month in terms of dividend income for me. This was partially due to me moving around some money between my holdings, and in general, the first month of each quarter is not a strong dividend month for my portfolios. My total dividend income for October clocked in at $147.89. This was lower than July, the first month of quarter 3, and April, the first month of quarter 2. But compared to October of 2021, this year I received nearly 68% more dividend income. Total dividends received this year jumped to $2,179.40 after October. As of right now, I have received 34.11% more dividend income this year compared to all of 2021 and we still have two more months to go this year. My trailing 12-month dividend income also improved after last month. After September, the figure stood at $2,552.15, and after October, it increases to $2,611.98. I predict that I will finish this year somewhere short of $3,000 in total dividends, which would be a little short of double the prior year's dividend income. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. During the month of October, I received dividends from 21 unique stocks across my five portfolios. The largest contributors were Main Street Capital with $16.61, Best Buy with $15.68, Toronto Dominion Bank with $14.34, Northern Trust with $12.76, Stag Industrial with $12.22, and Realty Income with $11.60. The remaining payments were all less than $10. Looking ahead, my projected annual income as of today has improved from a month ago. Right now, I am forecasting $3,025.21 of annual dividend income based on my current holdings. In last month's update, this figure was $2,965.53, so that's about a $60 increase. This figure is constantly changing as I add new money to my portfolios, also if there are any dividend increases announced and if I shift any of my positions around. In general, this figure should only grow higher over time. I think it's highly likely that my actual dividend income for 2023 will be at least a few hundred dollars more than this estimate. My current dividend yield right now is 2.25%. This is down from 2.63% a month ago. The primary reason for the decline in yield is the positive market return we have seen during the last few weeks. My yield on cost of 2.31% has dropped from 2.4% a month ago, primarily because I invested new capital at a lower starting dividend yield than in the past. Additionally, I've shifted some positions around, and this has also impacted the yield on cost a little. My top 10 income payers remain unchanged, especially the ones at the top. Aries Capital is still my largest source of dividends, and it has actually increased from $287.95 last month to $323.29 as of this update. Main Street Capital, T. Rowe, Stag, and Realty Income did not change by much from last month. Best Buy, that was number 10 last month with $85.78, has improved as I invested more money into the stock. The current annual projection for the stock is $112.85. Home Depot also pops into the top 10 as I have deployed some more capital to this home improvement retailer. Dividend income for Texas Instruments and Amgen has declined a little, as I have trimmed these two positions in one of my portfolios as part of a regular rebalance. 
My dividend forecast for November is $229.39, which is an improvement over the forecast I showed last month of $203.51. The December forecast is also increased slightly from $372 to $375. In prior updates, I would also talk about my dividend increases for the year, but I didn't have a chance to update this data, and I actually decided to clear it from here altogether. I'll start fresh next year, and it should be a much easier process. Alright, let's take a quick look at my current portfolios. The market value as of today is a little more than $134,000. This is a nice improvement over a month ago when my market value was slightly lower than $113,000. My cost basis has also gone up quite a bit, from about $124,000 to about $131,000. This isn't all new money, but also a result of selling and buying some shares over the past few weeks. My gain and loss now looks better than last month. Right now I have a gain of about $3,300, whereas last month I had a loss of nearly $11,000. This figure doesn't really mean much to me, as it's not a true reflection of how well my portfolios have performed. Whenever I sell a stock that is up and capture the gain, my cost basis is reset when I redeploy that capital. So I have this figure shown here, but I personally don't pay too much attention to it. I track my performance separately on a different spreadsheet, and I use that number to evaluate my investing strategy. t Price Group remains my largest holding. This has been the case for a few months now. My top 10 holdings as of right now make up 25.59% of my portfolio, and this is a pretty big decline from a month ago, when my top 10 holdings made up 28.88% of my portfolio. The major changes have been a reduction in my Charles Schwab position. They used to be my second largest holding, but after I sold some shares, the stock fell all the way down to number 17. Last month, Amgen used to be my fourth biggest position. This month, they don't even make the top 20 cut. MasterCard, Texas Instruments, and Visa have also dropped out of the top 10 list, as I have trimmed each position recently. So where have I been directing most of my money during the past few weeks? Well, on the top 10 list, you can see Home Depot, Cintas, and Intercontinental Exchange have climbed higher. I've been investing consistently in each of these three stocks. Additionally, I've been building up my position in Apple, Costco, and Microsoft. They are still relatively small exposures in my overall portfolio, but I think in due time, they will climb to the top 20 or even the top 10 list. I've also initiated a position in Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble, and AbbVie recently. These three stocks are also quite small positions in my portfolio right now and who knows if they will make the top 10 list. If they do, it will certainly take a long time. My best performing stock right now is Principal Financial Group, with a gain of over 57%. United Healthcare is also doing nice, up over 33%. It also happens to be my fifth largest position right now. Tractor Supply and Cintas are two more of my top 10 holdings that found their way to the top 10 performers list. Information technology continues to be my largest sector, but the allocation did come down a bit from a month ago. It currently sits at 28.13%, and last month it was 29.01%. Financials are the second largest sector, but I have shifted away from this sector during the past month. The sector has a weight of 21.54% right now, whereas a month ago it was 24.03%. My exposure to healthcare has increased from 11.19% last month to 12.38% right now. Industrials are also up from 6.26% to 7.38%. REITs and BDCs are up slightly, but that is mainly market-driven, and not through contributions. I noted in the past that my consumer staples exposure was very low, and I can confirm here that I have attempted to remedy this over the past month. My exposure to consumer staples has grown from 0.61% to 2.82%. Last month I had a very small exposure to utilities. That has been completely eliminated recently. Performance by sector has improved, as the market has generally gone up since a month ago. Last month only three sectors had positive returns, healthcare, industrials, and communications. This month, seven sectors have positive returns, but all sectors have improved returns from a month ago. As we get close to ending the year here, I would like to see my quarter 4 dividend income set a new record. In general, my dividend income has risen compared to each prior quarter. October was a little bit of a sour start to quarter 4, 
but I am projected to beat the $747.32 in dividend income I received in quarter 3. I continue to add new money to all 5 portfolios, so that should help add a few more dividends as well. This was the first update where my projected annual dividend income was above $3,000. I'd like to see this figure stay above this level and continue climbing. I don't like to make too many assumptions about where the market will go next year. If we will see more pain in the coming months, I would like my portfolio to stay north of $100,000. I think this should be possible, considering that as of right now, my automated deposits to these accounts for next year should be around $20,000, which would help offset any market declines. The one positive thing about falling stock prices is that you can lock in more attractive dividend yields if you are still contributing to your portfolios or reinvesting dividends. My portfolios all have negative returns this year, but I'm generally happy with where I sit right now. I hope all of your portfolios are faring well this year, and your dividend income is rising just like mine.